Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty. My name is James Chen and you are here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I'll be your host for the day for the standard opening of my streams, the Chen Reaction, where I talk about some uh, topics for the day, uh, anything that just comes to my mind, and then after that will be Ask Jay Chenzor, where you can ask me any kind of questions that you want. But again, this is Thursday, and scheduled on Thursdays is First Attack, the series in which I teach people how to play fighting games and really try to explain a lot of the fundamentals of fighting games, the psychology and philosophies of fighting games for beginners and intermediates alike to really get people to understand how you should be thinking and how you should be playing the game. Suck my nuts, airborne yakretskak. Um, thank you for the subscription. Um, and check that message out there. Uh, so that'll be going on later today, but let's do the Chen reaction here first. Again, uh, before I start, want to give a quick shout outs to everybody who has been supporting me the past month. February has been an amazing month for me. I set the goal to get to 250 subs down here, uh, 250 subs by July. Uh, and I started at about 130-something, and I got to 250 before the end of February. So uh, I've now increased the count to 300. That's the next level where I'll get a new sub emote. Uh, but like I said, as, if it keeps growing, I'll keep incrementing it. And as it grows, this will help this will start to be able to help me fund a lot of a lot of extra things for content for example I'll hopefully be able to get an editor that'll help me edit and upload videos so I can actually sleep <laughs> uh, I could also you know uh, pay other people to come onto the show I can just give them like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks for coming onto the show and uh, spending some time on the stream so it's worth their time making their way out here to participate on the stream for FGC history episodes and so on and so forth. So, you know, the more uh, subscriptions I get, the more I can bring you the content that I really, really would like to do. And, you know, if I get an editor, they'll be able to really call down a lot of the episodes a lot more so that they're more concise. They'll be able to give you more timestamps. I've been trying to put timestamps in my Ask Jay Chenzor segments, but that takes a good deal amount of time as well. So uh, other ways that you can support me as well is this, if you want to grab some of these 86 shirts down here. Uh, you can go to tinyurl.com slash 86jchenzor. Sorry for this long rambling beginning, but, you know, it's just the, the way that I want to start things. I am wearing that Eno shirt now. Very, very cool design. Lots of good Guilty Gear shirts at 86.com. Lots of good Mega Man shirts. Check them out. Um, here we go. So let's begin with the Chen Reaction. The topic that I wanted to talk about today on the Chen Reaction is comeback mechanics. Why am I talking about comeback mechanics? Well, it's because uh, yesterday, uh, bless Ringe's soul, uh, Ringe uh, was going to stream all of Dragon Ball Season 3, the first one at Wednesday Night Fights. And so Ringe uh, streamed that. And, uh, you know, Sejam and Ringe did some commentary. Super Noon jumped on for commentary at some point. And uh, Super Noon definitely had some pointed opinions about one of the new mechanics in Dragon Ball Fighters, and that is the Limit Break mechanic. The Limit Break mechanic, which uh, makes it so that if you have one last character left, if you only have one character, that character automatically just gets a free damage boost. You don't need to pop X-Factor, nothing. They just get a damage boost, and they tested it, and the damage boost, although originally calculated to be 10%, it looks like this release version is 20% extra damage. And so there you go. You have this situation now where the last character doing a regular simple B&B combo into a level 1 or a level 3 can do 60% damage. And it seems like... Uh, yeah, it's definitely a very strong rubber banding mechanic and a very, very strong comeback mechanic. And a lot of people, you know, really frown upon comeback mechanics. In fact, 
ever since Super Turbo, which we'll be talking about a lot later on in First Attack, uh, when Super Combos were first added, people hated it. People thought Super Combos were awful, that they were a random comeback mechanic that, you know, you could land at any point in time and just do 60% damage just because the opponent hit a button. Um, there are uh, Street Fighter 4 when Ultra Combos were first existed. It created a huge stink that a lot of people were mad about that as a comeback mechanic. X-Factor was kind of seen as a comeback mechanic. In fact, in the betas, you couldn't pop X-Factor until you only had one character left. Uh, later on, they changed it so that you could pop it at any time. Uh, but, you know, it was originally designed to be a form of a comeback mechanic. I think they probably let you pop it at any time to make it feel less like a comeback mechanic. And it was interesting because Dragon Ball kind of did the same thing. They put sparking into the game. And I think sparking was supposed to act as that kind of comeback mechanic so that when you get to the last character, you would save your sparking for then. But it turned out that it was much better to use sparking early on to save your characters from dying, to build back maybe all the health of your first couple of characters because having assists and lockdowns was just too powerful and using it for the solo character at the end was just um, not an effective way to use your sparking. Um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken had that Pandora mode. That, that barely counted. That was the worst comeback mechanic in, in like all of fighting game history. <laughs> Man, it was terrible. Uh, but the idea that these fighting games all put comeback mechanics in there and, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people don't like them and it's weird. So I'm wondering, you know, why devs are putting these comeback mechanics in there uh, so much, why they're so fervent about it. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to them trying to make fighting games a little bit easier. Uh, those who aren't aware of exactly how powerful some of these mechanics are, you know, as viewers will watch and enjoy it. So when we were, when Marvel was, uh, Marvel 3 was on the big stage at a lot of events, you know, even the people who do know, when X-Factor popped, everybody would be like, here we go! And like, it just kind of gave this sense of like, well, here we go, especially when it was the last character, you know, these one Virgil comeback, uh, X-Factor comebacks, despite the fact that everyone knew how busted it was, it was just, you know, it was just one of those things that made everybody kind of perk up a little bit, and so it added to the viewing experience it makes life miserable for the actual players themselves um, but I, I, I get what their purpose is I, I get what they're there for right and Toke Sanon Toke Sanon or Tox Anon Tox Anon depending on if it's Japanese or an American pronunciation uh, you know says it it's decreasing the skill gap and that is uh, a large part of what it is they want to help people with less skill win and you know I don't think that this is the right direction to take now uh, if the Dragon Ball limit break is what that mechanic is called the limit break mechanic once you get down to the last character was only 10% maybe it wouldn't have been bad as bad but 20% does sound like a pretty significant increase and uh, you, you always want to feel like that there's creative ways to do comeback mechanics make it a little bit um, you know more skill based Mortal Kombat 11 is another game that you know when you're about to die you get a fatal blow the nice thing about that then of course is that you can only use it once per game so you want to think about do you want to use it here or there or even something like Samurai Showdown where you have these ridiculous comeback mechanics uh, which aren't real I mean like the Isen is a really powerful comeback mechanic the SSM can do 80% damage by itself but honestly, that game, you know, it's the game is kind of designed around that danger, so it doesn't feel as much like uh, comeback mechanics. But, you know, there's got to be ways, I feel like, that developers can create comeback mechanics. Uh, comeback, I should say, mechanics. Uh, uh, I said the soft part loud and the loud part soft. Um, you know, these comeback mechanics can be done in a way that they're not so blatant, because this is just basically racing rubber banding. Right, and that's kind of a frustrating situation. Um, like it, maybe it would have been more interesting if you know the person, if there's one character left in Dragon Ball, uh, they have an easier time generating Dragon Balls to collect. 
Like they don't have to do as much work. Anytime they hit with a combo, they get Dragon Balls, and that way maybe they can activate a Dragon Ball to give themselves back life again or give them an extra sparking or something like that. You know what I mean? Kind of tweak it a little bit that the opponent can find ways to try to counter it as opposed to, hey, I have a 20% damage boost, tough luck. Right? You can also build up the Dragon Balls and then the opponent hits you first and then gets to activate Shenron and then gets, he steals your power, uh, for example. I think, um, right, exactly, Shayon. I mean, that's why I, I think it's a good idea to do it that way because it can absolutely backfire on them. And that's what, in my opinion, makes it more interesting. But the key is that the person who you know, is down, has the ability to generate the Dragon Balls a little bit more, and that way we would actually see more Shenron, and I think it would actually be cool. It would be a hype way to do it, and the fact that someone could steal it, I think is uh, is a neat way to, to make that mechanic work. Um, and, and, you know, Toxanon says, you know, skill-based comeback mechanics are awesome. It's it's tough, because, uh, I mean, I'll ask Toxanon this question. Uh, what is a great example of a skill-based comeback mechanic, in your opinion, you know? Uh, V-Trigger, for example, is a pseudo-comeback mechanic as well, <laughs> the Daigo Perry. Uh, that's not really a comeback mechanic, though, because what Daigo did can be done whether he has a lot of life or no life. It's not like you only get access to parry when your life is low. That would be then more of a comeback mechanic, but you can do that regardless of how many how much life you have. Uh, yeah, existing as Daigo is the comeback mechanic. You know, it has to be something that literally you benefit from that the opponent can't benefit from, or, you know, you have an advantage to, to being able to utilize that a little bit more. You know, for example, like, let's say there was a comeback mechanic in Smash Brothers where if you have one stock left, you can break open Smash Balls a lot easier, right? And obviously, Smash Balls are items and they're not used in actual tournaments. I'm just trying to give an example uh, that you just gain an added benefit that the opponent doesn't get. Uh, be fine with comeback mechanics say increase your damage by a percentage when you're low health. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's what Rage does in Tekken 7. Uh, and I like the trade-off in Tekken 7 because then you can use your Rage for the Rage Drive or the Rage Art, and you have to kind of balance that idea out. Sometimes, do I want to spend this now or save it so that I get the extra damage? You know, those kind of things, in my opinion, are a little interesting, and that's why the blanket 20% extra damage from the limit break in Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, is not exactly the most favorable of comeback mechanics. Um, I don't know if there's anybody in the chat who's been playing a lot of this Dragon Ball Season 3. If you guys have an opinion on the limit break right now. Uh, but basically, you know, I'm talking about this as a discussion point. I don't really have any sort of argument one way or the other. Uh, on which we should go with. But it is an interesting situation here that so many fighting games try to do that. Now, I feel like Dragon Ball did it because there were so many situations where a match would come down to three versus one, you know, or three, you know, two versus one, and it was virtually impossible for the last character to make the comeback. The question is, do we want that person to make that, have a better chance of making a comeback? Shouldn't they be punished for having, got, losing all your characters to that? I mean, in MVC2, it was very famous that a lot of players would, if they got their first two characters taken out and all they had left was Psylocke or Captain Commando or Cyclops, they would just pause the game and start over. They'd just go straight to character select because they're just like, there's no point. There's no point at, at this time to even try to go for the comeback. So, you know, do people really want to see that? Or are people frustrated whenever you do see the three versus one in Dragon Ball and then you basically know that the other guy has no chance? Or is that what you prefer? Because, you know, if that happens right away, let's say someone kills two characters right away and the third character comes in and is by himself, there's kind of no excitement at that point, right? Because that person really has no chance of coming back. But is that okay? Do we want to inject that kind of false hype into the game with comeback mechanics. Um, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Um, 
Yeah, Street Fighter 2 definitely did that. It had a damage boost mechanic depending on if you lost the first round or if your health is low, has a defense boost. Uh, there is definitely that. I mean, a lot of games have that. If your health is low, you get a defense boost. That's Guts. Guts scaling exists in a lot of games. Guilty Gear, Exert has that. Street Fighter 5 has that. Um, it's a very common uh, game mechanic for uh, for defense, but on offense, yeah, even in Street Fighter 2, the, the offense boost that you got was so minute that nobody even knew about it. Like, it was so insignificant that most people didn't even notice it was there. The damage is already pseudo-random in Street Fighter 2, so a lot of the times when you did see something do an exorbitant amount of damage, even if you didn't have that damage boost, it would have done a pretty exorbitant amount of damage <laughs> regardless. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting way to think about it. Uh, some, some same people who talk shit about comeback mechanics will lose their mind when players let go of a stick in MVC2. Uh, the super meter was a sort of comeback mechanic. Yeah, CP skills, I mentioned that. I said that that was basically one of the first comeback mechanics ever created. Uh, uh, not really, because I think Samurai Showdown had their rage meter before that. But again, the rage meter was tied to timing, like you could get the rage meter built up at the start of the next round, not necessarily just when you're losing life. Um, yeah, KOF has a special move that can only be done uh, when you're low in health. Those are the desperation supers. Um, so there's a lot of games that try to do this kind of thing, that try to help buff characters who are losing and it's a common mechanic and it's a common thing that everybody does so at this point in time i don't feel like we can necessarily be mad that it gets put in we just kind of have to accept that it's going to be there even something like grand blue fantasy versus you get to activate your super skyward bound if you have less life right you have a more powerful super available to you if you get below a certain amount of health um you know, what's interesting the stuff about Samurai Showdowns, you can pop Eason, you can do Lightning Burst anytime you want, but, you know, depending on how low your health is, you get more meter in there, which does more damage for the Lightning Dash, but if the opponent turtles you and you don't use it fast and it doesn't do as much damage, it's, it's a really interesting way that Samurai Showdown balanced it out, to be honest. Um, but, again, I don't think we can avoid comeback mechanics, but I think at this point in time, we just have to figure out new ways to make comeback mechanics a little bit more interesting. You know, uh, Rise from Bronze says nothing wrong with comeback mechanics unless broken that makes all your efforts less valuable when putting opponents on lesser health. Yeah, that or like I said, if it's just kind of a blanket thing, right? So the limit breaks in Dragon Ball Fighters is you get 20% extra damage. Not 20% extra damage for a short amount of time, not 20% extra damage if you manage to meet these conditions, or hey, if I get up to 7 meters, I can spend, you know, only if I have 7 meters, I can spend 3 bars to, or I can spend 4 bars to get 20% extra damage for the rest of the fight. You know, something like that would be interesting, right? Because then can, you can imagine that if you could build up to 7 meters, spend 4 bars to get yourself up to an extra 20% damage, you may drop a combo on purpose to knock him down, slide him on the floor so you can activate that, and then you have this combo and the potential to land a level 3 afterwards, and then it's kind of a more earned comeback mechanic. It's like, it's like Johnny, right, trying to land a coin. You hit one easy combo to go into the super mode. Uh, I mean, maybe I you just call it the Super Saiyan mode, uh, go into limit break, and then you can do the extra damage. You know, I, I just, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I would like to see something that's just not handed to you for free and has no restrictions on it. So um, I'm curious to see how the limit breaks are going to affect Dragon Ball Fighters. Are we going to see a lot more one character comebacks? Are the one character comebacks going to be less worthy? You know, I mean, people in the chat were mentioning Justin Wong's Cyclops comeback against Yipes that one year. Uh, you know, with that situation, it was super hype because everybody knew how impossible it was. Uh, will this kind of damper a lot of the excitement of one player, one character comebacks in Dragon Ball Fighters? Because they did happen. It wasn't that they never happened. Sometimes, you know, a player would just have the most amazing comeback with one character. We've seen Goichi do it. Uh, we've seen Chris G do it. You know, we've seen lots of people do it before. And, uh, you know... 
will that put a damper on that mechanic? Will people just look at it and be like, ugh, not exciting anymore. It's just uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. A little bit of the idea on comeback mechanics. Like I said, I didn't want to talk for too long today about the Chen reaction because I've got the first attack episode coming up. So unless anybody has any questions in the chat, um, that just wants to add to this right now, I'll be jumping on to the Ask Jay Chenzor section. And actually, it's usually what I, I want to do. Yeah, Texman. I mean, a lot of people aren't fan of comeback mechanics. A lot of people are not fans of it at all. So, but again, another thing that I want to advertise before I go is the Chenzor Dynasty Discord. I've been thinking about this a little bit more. I, I probably want to promote this a little bit more. The Chenzor Dynasty Discord is not just a Discord where you come here and talk about my show or anything like that. The whole entire point of the Chenzor Dynasty Discord is to create a very friendly and welcoming environment for people to enjoy. Uh, I'm not on there a lot. I don't, I don't, I just, I, I'm bad at Discord, uh, but I have a lot of mods that I trust very much. And if anybody is toxic in there or if anybody is unusually cruel to other people for no reason whatsoever, I've given people all the ability to ban them. I just want to create a very welcoming environment where beginners can come in and not feel like that they're judged if they ask certain questions. You could set up matches with other Chenzor Dynasty Discord members for, you know, to play online and have beginner matches with them. And, um, you know, again, I'm not trying to stifle people's voices or anything. There's plenty of places out there where you can talk about fighting games with that, where you could say anything you want, right? There's plenty of environments for that uh, ability, including Twitter itself. Uh, so I just wanted to craft an environment specifically to have a place where people can go and talk about fighting games and be a beginner and be a person that's not an expert and not afraid to, to ask, you know, what they're scared of our stupid questions and, and, and just basically be comfortable in a nice social environment. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call it for this Chen reaction. What I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going to head back to the title screen for the user guys on Twitch. Stick around. We'll do a little bit of Ask Jay Chenzor. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can find the Ask Jay Chenzor later on. And the first attack episode that talks all about ranges and spacing should be up on the YouTube channel already. So if you want to check that out, just do a search for first attack on uh, Ultra Chen, uh, sorry, youtube.com slash Ultra Chen TV, and you'll be able to find that episode there. So, thanks guys for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am your host, James Chen, aka Jay Chenzor, and you are here now for the Ask Jay Chenzor segment where I just hang out and talk with my chat, interact with them, say hello to everybody, shoutouts to Nuticon, Texman, Albedo, End, Starix, uh, the Retro Games, Install Virus, a lot of the usuals that I have in here. So thank you guys for coming in and watching some Street Fighter, uh, some fighting game community talk here. Shoutouts to Cone. Uh, you know why I'm so cool? Because I have shirts from 86.com that are super sick, like this Eno shirt over here. Shoutouts to Oasis Noel. Welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty. If you want to grab these shirts, check down here, 86.com. Tinyurl.com slash 86jchenzor. There you go. Thank you, Starix, for putting that into the chat. It's really warm today. It is bizarrely warm today. But we just talked about comeback mechanics on the Chenzor Dine, on the Chen reaction. So if you guys have questions about that or anything else, uh, feel free to ask away. Uh, I probably won't be doing the Ask Jay Chenzor section for too long because I want to jump over to the first attack segment, which I don't know if it will last long or not. It really just depends on how obsessed I get with describing the Ryu versus Guile matchup in ST, which is honestly just one of the greatest matches. It's, it's such a fascinating match, and it would be very interesting um, to, to, to see. Uh, <laughs> I'll say, yeah, there you go, going right into the plugs. 
uh, Viet Boy Andrew, James Chen for president, and I am, in fact, old enough to be uh, a candidate for presidency. So instead of the Yang Gang, we will have the Chen Gang uh, in 2024. We'll have to go vote for the Chen Gang, and you know, instead of a thousand dollars for every uh, person in America, I will be pledging on my campaign that I will give fighting free, I will make sure to pass a law that all fighting game DLC will be free to everybody and paid for by the government. There you go. Uh, there is a minimum age to be president. You have to be at least 35 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you have to be 35 years old. Otherwise, honestly, I feel like uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez could probably run and win right now. But she's actually too young to run for presidency or to be a vice presidential candidate as well. Uh, can can I be a cat? I can tr I definitely try my best to imitate being a cat. <laughs> Min is 35. Youngest elected president is like 45. It's true. It's true. Uh, there should be an upper limit though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if there sh necessarily should be, right? I mean, people probably can tell a lot. You know, obviously I've been talking a lot about healthcare and stuff like that. And, you know, I would definitely be a uh, fan of Medicare for all. And so, you know, I'm definitely, you know, hoping that, you know, Bernie can do some damage uh, in, in the election. We'll see what, based on the primaries and stuff. I don't want to get too political, but obviously it's something that I believe a lot in. And uh, he's definitely super old. <laughs> like, can he make it through two uh, terms as president? <laughs> I don't know, especially with how stressful that job can be. So, you know, uh, so if we had an upper limit, he probably wouldn't qualify anymore. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. Granblue just released the PC rela release date for Granblue as March 13th. Uh, oh, but they, did they announce that EU is getting it on the 27th? So there is a date then. There is a date, at least, that that we we do actually have a chance right uh, i mean that we actually are getting it on the 27th okay that's at least there's a date i didn't think that there was even a date at all i thought there was still no word on the eu version but that's good that at least on march 13th the pc release comes out and yeah the american release will be coming out very soon as well uh, Mina's out on Samurai Showdown already. The, the new patch is out on Dragon Ball. A lot of crazy stuff happening in February. February is an expensive fighting game month <laughs> because there's all these games and DLC and season passes and all this stuff to buy. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, US gets it in March 3rd, so we definitely get it before EU. EU is getting kind of the short end of the stick here, but oh gosh, it's frustrating because fighting games, it's its hard to have that kind of situation to be behind when you're in the fighting game community because a month, a month head start, even back, you know, in the day when we were playing CVS2 and MVC2 wasn't significant, right? We didn't get as much stuff figured out we didn't have all the lab monsters out there and there wasn't online play so really the head start that you could get you know it wasn't even that big in fact japan used to have big old head starts over america because they would get games like six months earlier a year earlier and that to us felt like an unfair head start uh nowadays a month actually kind of is a pretty decent head start to be almost unfair uh, unless you have the ability and resources to just go and buy import copies. I got the import copy of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, but I mean, it's literally part of my job and I kind of have to do it. <laughs> At least I can write it off on taxes. Ugh. At least I can write it off. Sam Show is out on the Switch. Yeah, uh, one of the tough things is that uh, Sam Show, I mean, Sam Show hasn't been getting a lot of views on Twitch 
Uh, Sam Show is just not one of those games that gets a lot of views on Twitch. I'm not sure why that game. Mortal Kombat 11 also didn't get very many views, although it spiked a lot recently. In fact, the uh, the Road to the Finals series that Mr. Aquaman streams on his channel has been getting over 10k viewers uh, on like it was like on Monday or or, or Tuesday. Uh, but they're doing really really well, so I'm I'm really excited uh, for that scene there. So you know. Hopefully the NRS scene can continue this kind of uh, kind of push to prop MK11 more. Okay, so it was last night. Okay, um, yeah, not being at Evo actually helped them a little bit. Actually helped them a little bit. So uh, yeah, uh, is any other questions that we have in the chat here? Let's see here. New Animal Crossing coming soon. I am not an Animal Crossing player. I've never played Animal Crossing, and I never will play Animal Crossing. I have nothing against Animal Crossing. I just know that it can suck all your time away, and I don't have that. So I'm not going to be playing Animal Crossing anytime soon. Uh, Spawn? I mean, it just depends. If Spawn comes out and ends up Predator slash Alien broken, that's going to be a problem. Hopefully not. Hopefully they can balance him pretty decently. It would be nice if they could uh, have him be released and, and be b properly balanced. Uh, very tough to do, though, because I've been hearing a lot of uh, uh, people talk about that. They think Kefla is kind of good right now, right? People are saying Kefla seems really strong because she has a lot of really decent mix-ups in terms of like side switching and teleporting around to, the, uh, to all sides of you and kind of being a dirtbag in that way. Yeah, there's a, definitely a chance of that, Texman. There's definitely a chance of, of that of Evo being canceled if if the coronavirus doesn't get more control. I actually found out yesterday that in 2018, Trump's administration disbanded the pandemic team of the government designed to handle outbreaks like this. Uh, he dissolved that team to save money, to probably put into military spending or something. And uh, so we actually don't have a pandemic team in the United States right now. Uh, is pasta still my regular meal? No, it's, it's just one of my favorites. I love pasta. I love pasta to death. So, um, most Japan feeling better. Hopefully they're open up soon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully there's not too many more things going on in Japan uh, or in, uh, in Asia. Hopefully we can actually get to the point where everything can be back to normal again. If you dissolve the pandemic team, there can't be a pandemic. It's kind of true. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, you you meant in China? Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean I know that. Uh, let's see here. What do we got over here? Um, Oh God, do I even want to watch this and get myself angry? I don't think I do. I'm, I'll do this later off stream. I don't feel like getting myself upset right now. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, I just don't want to get mad. Uh, when it gets warmer, huh? Is that actually like a factual kind of thing? Is it, is it actually kind of a factual thing that when it gets warmer that these these, these viruses do tend to, to die off a little bit more? Because if that's the case, that'd be awesome because it's definitely getting warmer. At least in Southern California, it's getting warmer right now. What a shock. What a shock. I mean, uh, anyway, I, I don't, I don't want to get into too much politics here. I don't want to get into too much. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you guys are tuning in and you're wondering where the first attack is, first attack will be coming up very shortly. I'm just doing a little bit more of Ask J. Chenzo. I probably won't be doing it for too much longer, maybe another 5-10 minutes. And then we will jump to the first attack episode where I'm going to teach all about ranges and spacing. And you know, it's going to be it's going to be a fun episode because a lot of people are going to think, oh yeah, ranges and spacing are really good because I need to whiff punish things and I have to space it properly. And there's so much more to ranges and spacing than that. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if I'm coming to NorCal Regionals. It depends on if Tenno decides to hire me for regular NCR commentary. 
I should probably hit them up and 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 uh, you know ask if they have room for to hire me to go up there or if I do some sort of uh, part of the CPT stuff because the t thing about it is it's not a premiere event anymore. The premiere events in the uh, North America, I can almost be guaranteed to go to most of those, but um, for NCR, that's no longer a premiere event, so there's no guarantee that I'll be heading to that right now. But I'll definitely hit up 10-0 and see if they're down to hire me to do commentary for their normal tournament to do all sorts of things, because like I can do all sorts of games. I'm a very, very, uh, very wide breadth commentator that can do all sorts of fighting games. So if you hire me for one thing, you can hire me for many things. So hire James Chen for hire James Chen for your video game fighting game tournament commentary. You get one man and he does it all. He does everything. He'll do Street Fighter. He'll do Tekken. He'll do Soul Calibur. He'll do Undernight in Birth. He'll do Guilty Gear. He'll do Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. He'll do Samurai Showdown. He'll do, for heaven's sakes, he'll do Tetris if you want him to. So there you go. Pick up your James Chen for commentary today. Um... <laughs> To pop out of the cake at the birthday party? Sure, no problem. Happy birthday, Miss. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, Darkstalkers, I'll do that as well. Shout outs to Hosted Radio for the host. Host by the host. The host with the host of the most. Uh, what's the best version of Tetris and impossible to say? Impossible to say, there are so many different versions out there. But uh, by the way, um, if you guys are enjoying the content that I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of content here on uh, Twitch and on YouTube, lots of streams. Uh, if you guys want to continue to support me, you can see right here, I have the goal down here, the subscriber goal. Uh, I had it set to 250 by end of July. I've already hit that before the end of February. Thank you guys again, but uh, if I keep getting more subscribers, I'm just going to keep increasing that. So uh, I would really, really uh, appreciate any help there. You can also gift sub people if you're already a sub and want to still help out. There's also donations and bits. And like I said, I'll be trying to add more stuff to this panel pretty soon of the things that by getting more subs, uh, how it'll benefit you guys in terms of better hiring good editors to do how give you better quality of videos up onto YouTube and then also that I can pay some guests to jump onto the stream as well. I can probably jump back to doing more giveaways because now the cost of mailing things out won't be as much of a burden to me. So there's a lot of things that we can do if I keep growing up on subs. So I'm definitely going to put down a bunch of things down there that'll talk about what I can offer uh, for you guys as we increase in the number of subs. And shout outs again, that's everybody in here, uh, Cold Fusion, Naoto Ace, and uh, a lot of the guys I've already talked to, or uh, Detective Cats, uh, Viet Boy Andrew. Am I better at commentating than Yipes? The answer to that question, Detective Cats, is that no one is better than me and Yipes together. <laughs> Yipes and I, uh, we make a good team. We make a good team. Team uh, the Bars Brothers. When the Bars Brothers are together, it's, it's, it's all good. Um, no hold button, no buckets for pieces. It's brutal. I love it. Yeah, that's classic Tetris. That's classic Tetris right there. Uh, I heard something about a Tetris movie, but I hope they never make it. <laughs> Um, casual playthrough streams, uh, you mean of like one player games, Peter0611? Like the Zelda and chill, or like trying to play stuff like, uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know, or Spider-Man, that kind of stuff. I want to, I want to, Peter0611, but I can't even explain to you nowadays that after I'm done streaming, I go get dinner and I come back and it's just editing, rendering, uploading and configuring things and then by the time I'm done it's about 3 a.m. and I want to do something before the day is over so I stay up a little bit later it's been really hard to find time at night to stream and I want to I want to stream more so like I said if I get more 
subs and I can find a quality editor. I have people out there who want to help me edit and I had someone even help me edit some stuff and I just haven't been able to get back to him to see the kind of work that he was doing just because I'm, I've been so busy recently. But if I can get to the point where someone, I can reliably edit a lot of my stuff for me, uh, kind of like No Pants does for Eris and Magic Moss does for Sejam, uh, I can get into a really, really comfortable position where I can stream at night again. Um, and that would be really, really a lot more fun to do, so. All right. So it's about 5.02. I'll give it about three more minutes, and then we will begin the first attack, unless I get a couple of uh, really great questions in the chat to come up here. Um, seems like everybody's kind of ready for that. Uh, what do I need being edited? This stuff. I need the Chenzor Dynasty to be edited and uploaded and, and you know, put in the descriptions, put in the tags to monetize it. I need the Ask J. Chenzor episodes, put in timestamps, take the first attack episodes, edit out all the times I say, right, right, because we do this, right? So he's set up here, right? So edit all the times I say, right, to, um... Ooh, uh, 100 bits, thank you, Mutant Experience. Um, also to consolidate all the times where I'm like trying to show something and I mess up a million times in a row and then finally get it so that you can just see it right away. Uh, Timestamp the first attack episodes, you know, just basically organize the YouTube uploads and edit things down so that they're shorter and easier for people to watch. Cut out all the fluff. Uh, essentially is, is kind of what I uh, need for that. Um, dude, low, low, no pants and uh, uh, dude, you doing YouTube stuff is painful. <laughs> it's painful. Every right to a bleep, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know, you want to stand here if you're Ryu. Beep! <laughs> Like, <laughs> gotta imagine what people are actually thinking I'm saying. Um, so that would help, but right now I am living what I call the Maximilian lifestyle. But I am up till like 2 a.m. editing it almost every single day uh, because I do this stream almost every single day. And then on Tuesdays, when I do the Tuesday show, David runs off to the World Collide tournaments and I can't go because I'm editing the Tuesday show. <laughs> So, not that I'm bitter or anything, <laughs> I can't go play, ah! And I was excited too, because yesterday when I played the Learn to Fight segment online, and uh, I won the majority of my games, and I think I played super well yesterday. I was actually really shocked I did as well as I did, and I'm kind of excited about that. I, 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 I didn't, I, all I do is lose to David, so it doesn't feel like I'm improving, but... <laughs> When I got to play yesterday online, uh, I felt like I was playing really well and I thought I was improving a lot. Uh, I do not go to any local events, Texman. And uh, Vicious was calling me out on Twitter for that. He was like, support your locals. And I was like, I, was like, I would love to. Because I'm never up till 2 a.m. editing every day. So, and I'm getting like four hours of sleep every night. So, you know, uh, if I can get some more subs, then for sure. But like I said, I'll put the sub goals down there. If I can get up to 500 subs, then for sure I will hire an editor. If I can get to 400 subs, maybe I'll do like the, the guests on the show. And if I can get to 300 subs, maybe I'll start doing some of the giveaways again. So, But see, that's the thing, right? You can't delay the edit for one day. Because literally, Tamich, I'm editing every night. Monday, I've got the Chen uh, reaction and Ask Jay Chenzor. And I edit that and put that out. And then on Tuesday, I edit the Tuesday show, and on Wednesday, I edit the Chen Reaction and Ask Jay Chenzor. And now, if I keep doing Learn to Fight, I'm going to be editing Learn to Fight. I haven't been able to make Learn to Fight public on our YouTube channel. Thursdays, I've got to edit Chen Reaction, Ask Jay Chenzor, and First Attack. First Attack, which takes the most time, which is why on Fridays, I don't do a Chen Reaction and an Ask Jay Chenzor. So I have a little bit extra leeway to do some editing there as well. But Friday, I do the Chenzor dojos, the last two Chenzor dojos I've done have had excellent information from them and I haven't had a chance to edit or upload either of those because I'm just tired and I, I've just been skipping it. 
So if I delay the, the, the edit for one day, I just push everything back one day. And so the only way I can do this is if I just keep up every night, every night, every night. Yeah, and exactly. And and that happens to me. That happened to me before Texman. There was one point in time where the Tuesday show was behind by like 3 weeks, 4 weeks. You know, and I tried to hire an editor, but then the editor that I hired actually didn't have enough time and he fell behind. And so I had to jump back to it and now I just make sure I just do it. As soon as the Tuesday show ends, I straight up start editing like right there just to make sure I can get it done in time. And that's why the Tuesday show is also so bare bones when I upload it, right? I just upload it. I just generically put the ads in there. I don't put any timestamps in there. And David later on the next morning goes in and adds the timestamps and maybe moves the ads to like smarter places. But I basically do no work on the Tuesday shows. I just edit it as bare bones as possible so I can render it and upload it as quick as I possibly can. Um, yeah, uh, oh, Shin Blanca, that actually is you, Larry. I hope I can go. I hope someone flies me out for something over there because, I mean, I'm totally down to do Soul Calibur commentary unless you want to hire me as well, Larry. If you wanna, if you wanna fly me out to first, uh, to, to to final round, I am totally down to do some final round commentary out there because I I'll miss not being out there, as well. Uh, Playland, if you have uh, Twitter, DM me there. If you're on Discord, you can also DM me there. Uh, let me know if you have either one of those. I'm very bad with Twitch private messages. <laughs> uh, do you set yourself dates to take off or have a vacation? Not really. <laughs> I don't know if I have to be in Europe for the start of CPT, Larry, because uh, I'll find out. I'll find out because I don't know if they're flying us out to Europe for that or if they're just going to fly the Europe guys. Usually when the event's in Europe, they fly the Europe guys out there. And uh, when it's in the U.S., they fly the U.S. guys out there. I'll try to find out. Look. I know it's all coming up soon. They never tell us anything. <laughs> I have no idea uh, what I'm doing. So uh, we'll see We'll see how that goes, <laughs> Larry. I'll find out. I'll find out as soon as possible. I got a message, uh, Seglia, anyway. So I'll find out if they're actually flying us out to Europe or not because they could just start it with Logan and F-Word and you know a bunch of the, the EU guys to do commentary instead. So we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, uh, it's just, that's, that's commentary life. That's commentary life, Texman. Uh, that's just how it is. We never know what we're doing until like right beforehand. Uh, two Evo Japans ago, we didn't, actually, I think it might've been the first Evo Japan. I didn't even know I was going to Evo Japan until literally two weeks before the event. So I had to plan a vacation in two weeks to go to Evo Japan. It's just kind of the nature of the business right now because everything is always so last second. People can't figure out what the situation is a lot of the times. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult. Uh, here's a heavy question. Do you think it's responsible to continue to hold tournaments while the coronavirus virus is still a threat? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a judgment call. We have to figure out what's going on. And uh, the event that everybody flew out to in Kuwait just this past weekend was canceled. So Mena RD and, you know, Logan, Sama and Sherry, a bunch of them flew out to Kuwait and then they all flew home because, uh, or some of them stayed there just and played games with the community over there just because they're there. Why not hang out and have a good time? Uh, but they definitely canceled that event. So that's going to be happening. Is there a potential that, you know, Evo could be canceled? Heck, Larry is in here right now. Is there a potential that first attack, uh, the final round could be canceled? You know, that, there's a lot of, we have to figure it out. It, it's kind of a, a tough situation. Uh, it's, it's an unfortunate situation, but, you know, hopefully we can find more and more about this virus and find ways to, to take care of it, find cures for it uh, as quickly as possible. And yeah, again, just like Gundam Jahudi Kai says, uh, I think it really is a case-by-case -case basis, yeah. And there's no uh, cases of that virus in Georgia right now, so I think final round should be just fine. Uh, do I think these cancellations are valid? Yeah, I mean, 
there's absolutely, look, we're talking about people's health and safety here. If someone feels like that there's a potential threat and they want to cancel the event, I'm not going to hold it against them. Oh no, you're worried about getting people sick. How horrible of you, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> go for it. I have no qualms about that. Uh, oh yeah, that's right, NorCal Regionals, because the first case was in Sacramento. So yeah, that might even be a thing too, that NorCal Regionals could be canceled as well. So, ugh, that's, a, uh, that's not a good situation. So we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, GDC is going to be an interesting situation. <clears throat> we have been through a lot of uh, media blobs about disease, but I, I feel like this one is a little different. Uh, this one might be a little different. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of sensationalism. You know, we've had the, what was the mad cow disease and all this other, all this other, all these other diseases. But I do feel like this one is spreading pretty significantly. And what do they say? There's already 3,000 people dead from this. And uh, cases are showing up all over the place. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. But in any case, let's go ahead and call this the end of Ask J. Chenzor here, and I will be jumping on to First Attack, where I am going to be talking all about how ranges and spacing affect your neutral game, how they should be affecting your neutral game, how you should be viewing matches when you play them, and then go through a long, long example of you know, Ryu versus Guile and Super Turbo, one of the best matches when it comes to distance and spacing. And I'll be able to show you a lot of the little subtle things about that match, and you'll be able to see why ranges and spacing are so much more important than you probably expected them to be in fighting games. So, uh, let's do that. I will, if you're watching here on Twitch, I'll be returning to the title screen, running some ads, and then coming right back with First Attack. If you guys are watching this on YouTube and you wanna see that First Attack episode, should already be uploaded, so look for that. Just do a search at youtube.com slash ultrachentv for First Attack, and you should be able to see that First Attack episode four, Ranges and Spacing. And again, for those of you who have been donating and supporting here via subscriptions and donations and bits and gift subs and all that stuff, thank you very much. I'm going to put more expansive sub goals down here. And uh, like I said, I'll be using a lot of these sub, the sub money to be able to give you guys even better content, not just here on Twitch and just not the, you know, what the content is, but the quality of content that goes on YouTube as well. If I can get myself better editors and uh, better uh, people who can help me out with making the videos more concise. So thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, and first attack is coming up right after this. See you in a second.